everybody and welcome along to this week's edition of the Irish Golfer Podcast brought to you in association with KPMG. I'm your host Peter Finnan and joined as always by Rory McIlroy hater John Craven. Wow. <laughs> I was waiting to see what it was going to be this week but I did not think that. And please read my stuff, I'm his biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, stuff, yeah. I, do. I got a bit of abuse online for not giving you enough hassle last week, enough crap last week. You took the No Laying Up podcast uh, whole line of, uh, yeah, Rory's win didn't count, you know, so. Ah, uh, no, I definitely think it counted. I actually had my opinion before the No Laying Up, lad, so I was like, I was happy, like, that. I was kind of affirmed in my belief that McElroy needs to do it on a major stage. But wait until we talk about Rory later, you'd be surprised to see that I'm coming around to the McElroy fan club way of thinking. Ah, uh, sure. Listen, it's amazing what a win will do. You're all coming around now. Harry's great. Rory's uh, going to win It's amazing what major. a win will do for the likes of you, though, <laughs> just to validate all this, the stuff you've been spouting for the last 18 months. It's, it's all well and good now that he wins one. But yeah, I think the true test is this week. We'll see how we go. Yeah, well, before, like, major week, big week ahead, um... Obviously, a lot of stuff has happened since the last time. We might as well just have a quick gloss over, I suppose, what happened over the last few days before we get stuck into the PGA. But uh, Richard Bland, a win for the ages. Anything but Bland. Good old Richard. Um, that was class. Uh, really, actually, like it gave a bit of life to the European tour. It was a shame that there was kind of no one there to see it, but I think it kind of captured the TV audience pretty well and... I just thought it was deadly. I really enjoyed the fact that Tim Barter was in on it, the Sky Sports broadcast. He'd been his coach for 20 years and the emotion that, like, he was fist pumping off the air, like, delighted for him. And it was just, like, yeah, ballsy. Like, up against Migliotti, he's won twice. You would have fancied Guido in the playoff. big time. And I was actually texting the guys at Modest Golf during during the playoff saying, if Guido beats Richard Bland it will be the biggest travesty since Stuart Sink put Tom Watson to the sword like please don't do it when Stuart Sink killed Santa that's that's literally your go-to analogy on this pod but it is like like I was so happy that it happened it gives hope to anyone not in the millennial bracket anymore playing golf it's so good well he lost his card in 2018 I didn't know the, the full Richard Bland story and I still don't but he lost his card in 2018 and he went playing challenge tour and he was thinking to himself like god I'm like 50s coming around like not too far away can I do this again but he said he never actually considered quitting and he's completely validated in that now one man's ears I say that pricked up when he seen it like the Sunday probably never watches golf at home but he was on this going Trying to tell the missus it can still happen. Michael Howey. Oh, stop, I know. I, like, uh, Michael was playing well. He's a few years on Bland as well. Exactly. exactly. There you go. Another decade out there in the fairway. Just trudged along. No, but it was great to see. The only thing I will say about it is it could only happen on a golf course like the Belfry. Um, big, wide open, expansive courses like they're going to play this week. Richard Bland and his ilk have no chance. Yeah. In like so the Belfry really put shackles onto these guys' games, thick, gnarly rough, it was wet, it's tight, it's pokey golf course. And um yeah, he was rewarded. He played the best golf for the week. Only one bogey, new European tour record, um just insane ball striking. Yeah. Um and to do it the way he did, like that that little lie he had like a horrible lie in the first playoff hole. And to squeeze a little five wood out of it, like when you can only see half the ball, it was savage. Yeah, old school stuff. No, it was brilliant. It was probably the best story of golf so far this year. Like, you have Speed's comeback, 
struggling to think what tops it from like a romantic McElroy. sporting point McElroy's. of view. There you go again. Nah, McElroy's Sweets or Speeds trumps McElroy for sure this year. The McElroy comeback story could happen this week though. You never know. Seamus Power. What do you think? I I, think I don't know. Like, is he? It's a two-way street. I don't know what way. I know what way I'd look at it, and what way most media and guys interested in golf looking at. It. Yeah, it's a really positive week. But I think if you're Seamus Power coming away from that golf tournament, you're a little upset with yourself. You're very, very pissed off with the way you finished that back nine, and the way you played yeah. in the rain, and you've let an opportunity slip that I hope he will get again, but might not. It's so hard. I, I'd be veering on the side of positive for Seamus Power simply because, like, when does he get a chance to practice that pressure situation? Like, he never puts him there. We were only talking a couple of weeks ago that he doesn't put four rounds together. He did, in fairness to him. He had two holes, just a disaster, on the Sunday. And, yeah, that kind of just ended his chances. I'd be positive that... Like going forward, he'll take a lot out of that. Hopefully, he's in next week. He banks a lot of money, like over two hundred grand. I thought the rain would work in his favor, not because he's Irish. Like yeah. the bloody comes there, just saying. I actually thought it would work as a distraction, just like tr- trying to keep dry, not really thinking about it. Now it's kind of like remember Lowry on the last day of Port Rush, and like ju- the umbrella was almost yeah. protecting him from the fans. You said and things like that. I thought that would all work in his favor. It didn't. But if he gets another chance, maybe like. Yeah, maybe he'll learn from it. It's hard, like, there's scar tissue there. It's hard. It can go one of two ways. But it's a positive week. Yeah, his game is in good shape. He obviously shot 61 or 62 in the Monday qualifier the week before. He gets a top 10 in this event when he could have easily won it. Um, So, yeah, his game is trending, but it's just, it's very hard to know what he takes from it. It keeps the the Seamus Power dream alive, though. He's the cat with nine lives, and... Like it, there's an, like money in the bank. He's he's gonna get more stars. He's gonna make more money. Like he's he's a proper grinder, and he's churning out a life for himself over there. That's better than most. Yeah, no fair play to him. Hats off to him. Right, we've gotten those bits out of the way. PGA. I'm excited. Are you excited? Yeah, no, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm more excited for this than the Masters. I think. Ah, this is, stop. No, bro. I'm telling you, Pete. This what? is this is proper. I just think the golf course is going to be great. I and I think that good players carnage are that's playing you're into no, nah, not carnage. I think like try and pick the winner. I think the Masters you could have had a short list this week. Oh, it's anybody. Yeah, it's so open and like there's a lot of lads playing themselves into form. It's so good that like even in the betting that it's McIlroy, Spieth. Like two lads that haven't been top of the bet and that are now Ram there as well. Yeah, it's so wide open. But Kiwi should be interesting. Like, what do you think of the golf course, I suppose, first? It looks deadly. It looks it looks really, really good. Um you know, it's you know, it's hard to believe they can stretch this golf course up to eight thousand yards. That's that yeah, scary they could thing. feasibly play yeah. from eight thousand this week. Now they're gonna they they always do on that course and you hear a lot about it. like wind obviously is massive, I think. Listen to the press conferences yesterday and the Tuesday press conferences. Wind, everybody spoke about wind. I think like they four or five, six tee boxes on some holes. So they're yeah. really going to push things up, pull it back. Every day will play very different, but it's just, it's a flusher's golf course. Like you, it goes without saying you have to hit the ball long at a major anyway to be in contention. But no matter how long they're hitting them, there's still going to be a lot of long irons hit into greens this week. And long irons are something that um, these guys don't get asked to hit too many times, you know, four or five irons into par fours. They're just, it's not, it's just not 
something that's done on tour anymore, you know. So do I it like so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that sort of carnage because it brings in the short games then because you're not going to hit as many good shots with a four iron in your hand or five iron in your hand and you're going to be there's going to be a lot of cleaning up to be done around the greens and the greens are tricky it's going to be windy it's firm like it it has all the makings of an absolute cracking week definitely yeah i definitely think the wind is is the key aspect to it there was a good one i, I don't know if it was yesterday the day before mackerel was playing 18 so in 2012 when he won it he tr- driver eight iron to the last hole then on sh- i think it was tuesday yesterday he hit or he had 223 yards into the pin straight into the breeze and he like had three iron in his hand and harry was like that's not getting there rory yeah. and so he had to pull like five wood and he's like god taking off a head cover of a five wood into a par four like that really like hit the ego hard and it's gonna be all about the wind um i don't think it's meant to be that bad i think friday looks like it might get up to like 26k but and then sunday interestingly the last few holes they're apparently going to play downwind so it might be an easier finish on Sunday. The first three days they'll be into. Yeah, but that's what you want. Like changing. This is what I love the about switch, these ocean yeah. courses: the switch and wind. Like the course could play like a different golf course. They move a few tee boxes. Wind is total. Like you want crosswinds as well, not downwind. You want yeah, really you want an absolute <laughs> nightmare. Yeah, and like it's heavy air. It's an ocean course. It's on the sea. So like it's an ball inland links. I yeah. I heard. I hate that description. I remember even. Like our course now, the the Monty there in Carton was always described as an inland links. I think a, a seagull passed over it when they were designing, and they decided to call it that. This one, it's um. So I learned it's paspalum grass. I did I didn't know much about that, but apparently much stickier grass. So, like your links golf, you think like run the ball on the ground, use the ground. This yeah, it, it doesn't play it like yeah. that at all. So, as you said, a flushes course sounds like. I like him on Marikawa or someone like a proper good iron player is going to really go well. Our own two lads, Rory and Shane. I, yeah. I really, like, I I know we'll we'll talk about the Irish sort of chances, but Shane definitely, like, it's a Pete Dye design. He has spoken about, he likes Pete Dye. He's performed well, Hilton Head and Sawgrass and places like that. So it's one of these courses that it tricks you off the tee, but there's, the approaches into greens, you can see all the trouble. There's nothing really hidden off the tee. It's, t- it's tough. Apparently you have to pick your... It's very hard, like, if you're first time to that course to get your lines off the tee, you're mm. kind of looking for things in the horizon line. Apparently it suited Rory when he was playing it in 20... Oh, well, obviously it did, but, like, he could see it off the tee. He was hitting a fade, like, the whole time at Quail Hollow. And I guess the beauty of this kind of a course, like, there's no trees, obviously. You can choose what way you want to shape it as you see fit. So, yeah, a big driving week from either of the lads. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you have to be hopeful for our two boys. What do you think, Rory, then? You said you get into Rory. Like, I listening to his press conference last night, he is very relaxed. Yeah, it's it's not that, like, uh, the jury's still out with me, obviously, with Rory. It's seven years since he won a major. Like, that, that's people have to concentrate on that. And Quail Hollow, Wells Fargo, like, it all suited him, and he's won a PGA Tour event. That's all well and good, and that's great for the confidence and it's great to be coming in here off the back of a win with two weeks more work done with um, Pete Cowan as well on top of that. So obviously, like, that's all great. But yeah, I think the thing that I liked was his press conference. That's what's kind of turning me over to the McElroy side again. And it was his 
Come to the dark side. Come to the, exactly, <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, no, he just, he did seem relaxed. But it's actually, so we did a piece for um, our magazine that's out at the minute, a preview piece, and McRoy in it was quoted as saying that this is going to feel like a bit of a defense for him. Because back in 2012, like it meant so much for him to win as a 23-year-old there, and in a way, he's defending champion coming in here. Yesterday, he was asked, is this Nick Faldo said, is this going to feel like a bit of a defense for Rory? And Rory said, I think I finished 32nd last year, so no, I don't feel like that at all. So, like, clearly, complete switch mentality there. So, as much and all as he's changed as a player since 2012, I think even since February, when he was quoted as saying that this year, he's just changed completely. And that's thanks to he's Cowan. Cutting, he's just cutting the bullshit out. Cutting the bullshit. Cowan and Rotella, though, I reckon, yeah. have to take massive credit with that. Yeah, and he's coming out like normally the Monday or Tuesday whenever Rory does his pressers before. He trips himself up on something. Somebody asks him a question and he says something that straight away afterwards he regrets and he shouldn't have. He was... He was quite bullish in his defence of Harry. He was asked some questions of that yesterday. It was nice to hear. And he was just like, Harry is... I, I, I wouldn't talk... He was very careful the way he worded it. He didn't want to demean the other caddies in the field. But he was like I, don't, like, I don't like people referring to Harry as my caddy. He's my best mate. Yeah. And that was nice. It was like, he is... He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't put a foot wrong in that. I think he will challenge this week, definitely. Um, I think that the golf course will suit him. It's fairly wide open, you know. The guys, a lot of other pundits were having a having a go around Quail Hollow. It's a driving range golf course, and who's the best driving range player? Rory McIlroy. Yeah. yeah, he's going to be there. This week is very like that. Off the tee, like once you know your lines, you have a lot of space uh, to hit into. So fairways are fairly wide. Um, yeah, and and I like. I, I I do fancy him to be there thereabouts. Uh he said even in twenty twelve, like for as as well as he was flushing it um and hitting the ball that he just chipped and put it so well. And that was one of the things we talked about from Quail Hollow is that he didn't he probably had a C game ball striking wise, but his scrambling was so good. Sounds like even good shots this week, the way the greens are like a lot of them won't be rewarded. You're gonna run off greens, your short game has to be sharp, which again like And his putting stats. If he does what he did in Quail Hollow and he doesn't miss any putts from inside six foot, yeah. he walks away doing yeah. handstands. You, you'd have to be playing very badly not to be very close mm. if you're doing that. Like, So, yeah, I'd be, I'm would be. i very bullish on Rory this week. I um, think the Bob Rotella influence is big for me on Rory. Um, and it's interesting. Like, I kind of feel like it, it, they're almost pulling against each other, P. Count and Rotella, because Count's saying to Rory... Would you stop looking back to Rory you used to be and like start looking at the one you want to become? Whereas Rotella, when he started working with him, the starting point that he had was based on Rory saying that he'd love, when he watches videos of himself back then, that he'd love to be able to play with that kind of innocence that he had. And so Rotella wants him to get the innocence, but Cam wants him to think about the future. So they're kind of, I don't know, taking bits of both worlds, I guess, and molding it into one. But if Rotella, and they had like five hours together chatting, and apparently now they talk every week, if he can somehow unlock that like nerveless, youthful energy from McElroy and just make him play that, as like golf isn't that important, like just make him just play feel golf. that way. Yeah. yeah. The, then Rory's a different animal. Like the reason why I, and I've never been against Rory, but why I just couldn't see this happening was because without these ingredients with Karen and Rotella and stuff, Rory was, yeah, not playing golf. 
he had so much scar tissue. He was clearly inside his own head. Like, he was winning other tournaments and it would get to a major and he'd just shoot himself out of a first round. Like, oh, it shows me, and I'm just going to... I'll pat myself on the back for ah, this one. here we go. All it shows me is that, like, Rory got his win after working only two, three weeks with... with uh Pecan. It just shows me that there wasn't much wrong. Like, I know we had, it wasn't his best game, but, like... To fix Rory McIlroy, I'm sure Pete Cowan was looking from a distance going, yeah, I could, I, I can sort this out fairly quick. Yeah, I know exactly what, I, he's worked with Rory a few times before. Um, Pete Cowan just seems like a genius of simplicity. Sam Allardyce. Yeah, like honestly, yeah, well I wouldn't put well, him Maybe not big, this you know, year, but it used year, to be know. big Sam. Yeah, like just does all the simple things well and knows the player mentality and stuff like that. But I, yeah, I just think that the fact that Rory's even by, like Shane, we were on a call last week with Shane and he was like, oh yeah, lads, Rory's the best thing since sliced bread now. I know. Um, you know, two weeks ago you were writing his obituary, he was never going to win again. Now he's like, he's going to win multiple majors this year and we all need to like, watch yeah, ourselves. but that is, as again, the fickle nature of golf. Like, Rory, lads just anointing Rory is back last week are wrong like Rory yeah, yeah. should not be the, the favorite for this tournament like that obviously he he'll know he's the favorite like it's not like he's a horse who lines up and he's odds on and he doesn't have a clue but he still wins the race like Rory will have a bit of extra pressure there whether he likes it or not because lads that are saying he's back now like if he goes and misses cut this week where's Rory like he he's miles away again is he or is he back like it's so fickle yeah, if yeah. he wins this week he's the best player in the world like it's that's golf and it's very it must be horrible as a player. Like, that's why you'd never read anything about yourself because if you believe the bad stuff, like, it, yeah, like, you don't want to believe the good stuff. Oh, I don't know. It's just a mind... rattle. <laughs> <laughs> Minefield. No, but it is. Uh, but it's good. No, I... I yeah, I think we've talked Rory up enough, but it's... it's, it's he's good. one to watch, yeah. And he's, it's good to be excited about Rory because, like, yeah. I haven't been excited about Rory going into a major in a long time. Um, but this just a new team and hearing things that he's heard a million times before but in a different way like it seems to be getting through to him so hopefully yeah all going well Rory is back wait till you see wait till you see because of his comments yesterday as well so he was asked about the crowd and the importance of will you appreciate them a lot more and like his comment of yeah, I like I've never loved the mashed potato guys as much in my life. So he is gonna get absolutely mashed on the golf course. Every shot he hits, mashed potato. They'll definitely a hundred percent latch onto that. It was actually I heard a good one. Um, David Lynn, who was second to oh, yeah. Rory, Lynn Dog. Yeah, Lynn Dog. He's a property like a he's mogul gas. now of some kind. Yeah. Oh, well, he's made a lot of money. Never, I think he never won a PGA Tour event or something. But he put the wrong fuel in his car. Um, going to the 2013 PGA. I think it was a, a petrol. Or, no, it was a 23rd. So the one after. The one after. Um, and he put the wrong fuel in his car, and all the crowd were heckling him the whole time. Lynn Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was absolutely quality. But the one with Rory in 2012, apparently 
David Lynn, I never knew he was such a character. He was going around, there's gators all around that ocean course of Kiwa, and he was feeding them pizza, but he was loading on the spiciest chilies he could find in the shop and like seeing what the gators could handle. Just have a great crack, like little sideshow. He is, yeah. Now he's like, he's a he owns half of London now at this stage. Does David he, yeah. He's a property investor guy. I don't know what he does. He made his money well. anyway. He's done well. Um, Another uh, tour character, by the way, Joel Damon, I just saw it with the wind was absolutely beaten there one of the practice days I think it was Tuesday and he was saying like when a course plays like that a five handicapper wouldn't break a hundred yeah. scratch player wouldn't break 90 like it's it just looks really hard the 17th looks like the most terrifying hole yeah. in golf um, oh, I think Harrington said like it's quite simple you just don't hit it in the water <laughs> but like easier said than done there's a man it. now Paddy there's a man that had demons yesterday in his press conference he's like oh. It, it was the end of the world stuff. Like, my short game is gone. <laughs> I'm like, I can't put, I can't chip. And Paddy, you shot six under in the first round last week and you missed the cut. And now it's like end of the world Armageddon gone stuff. wrong. I know. I, I thought he was gas. He was at, like, it's his 21st PG, PGA and your man was asking about experience and Harrington was like... Um, like I've seen things in my golf game that I've never wanted to see and I can't unsee them now. Like experience works both ways. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. That poor old Harrington. He sounded like a man who had like been at Normandy for the battle and seen like all his comrades fall. I've never heard him that way. Yeah, no, it's very hard. You can't say it's negative. It's just he's looking at things that he's never looked at before. So like normally he just looks at like the famous Shane Lowry quote of, you know, about being in contention and winning. Like Porrick thinks he can win a tournament even when he's not playing in the tournament. That's his That's single-mindedness. The... But not this week. He, he just... No. You know, he could come out and surprise us. But... Because he is playing well. He's playing with Mickelson. And I did see he said like... It, and Jason Dane was like, Jason Dane is still competitive. He's a proper player. Myself and Phil are, are more hopeful. And then he's like, oh, maybe Phil won't like that kind of thing. Cause There's one. I think Phil and Harrington will hand it to Jason Day. Probably. I don't know what's wrong with Jason uh, Day. Is it the vertigo or whatever's going wrong with him there's these always days? There's always something wrong with Jason uh, Day. He's a, like a hypochondriac. But he yeah. looked like a man who'd win so many majors. And, and he won't go to qualify. Apart. See that? He won't go to qualify for the US Open because it, that like, was horrible. it's beneath him. Yeah, my yeah. If I started thinking that I could get into it that way, straight up, why wouldn't I always do it? That was a crazy take. Ah, he's just, I don't know, I don't know, but yeah. So like, uh, yeah, Harrington struggling. Harrington speed. has coarse form though, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, no, big time. Back, well, I yeah. was only seven, but himself and McGinley, <laughs> yeah, himself and McGinners, yeah, uh, winning the World Cup of Golf. Um, Lowry, are we done talking with Lowry before we get to speed? No, go on. Yeah, yeah. If you have more on Lowry, just. Well, I just don't. I just think it, it this week suits Larry because he, again he's doing that Larry thing of going completely in under the radar. He has Neil Manship over there to keep him comfortable. He said that um, he was disgusted with his chip in there a couple of weeks ago, so he's put a lot of work into that to light with how he's hitting the ball. Everything really should suit him this week. There's some easy money to be made in those chipping competitions with Paddy and uh, oh, Paddy and Lowry lately, huh? Yeah, I've Two seen... boys bigging themselves up and then they're putting them <laughs> their chip and goes to shine there the week before a major. <laughs> Who would have thunk huh? it? Of all the things. Get in there with $100. Uh, it sounds like though, like if you don't chip the ball well, you're not going to have a chance this week, which is why someone like Victor Hovland, who a lot of people fancy, I just don't see it. Like if it's that difficult. I know he hits the ball so well, maybe he won't have to chip that much. But then, as I was saying earlier, it sounds like even good shots won't be rewarded. 
But Lowry, yeah, I just he's just a big game player these days. Like it's not that I don't think he can get himself motivated enough for a regular tour stop, but you just fancy him more at a major than you do a regular event. Yeah, and the the firmer, the harder, the quicker a golf course is, the more he comes into his own. Like so, yeah. No, the, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful with him as well, you know. Um, We're always hoping for the Irish here, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah but like, but, uh, uh, I, th- I think they will. I think he, it's great that we have stuff like that, like that we're we're able to put these guys up on a pedestal and, and actually on a world global level between Rory and Shane and Porrick thinks he can. But they'll, they'll take on the world, you know, they'll, they'll, it's good. No, big time. No, I agree. Jordo. Yeah, like speech has to be the narrative. Like for all our talk about McElroy and Grand Slams, Speed's going for one this week. And I guess the reason that no one talks about Speed in the Grand Slam is because he won that British Open in 2017 and then his game just fell off the planet. Um, but not I anymore. I don't think he's a chance. I don't really? Know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't fancy him this week at all. I don't know why. I just don't fancy him. I just... Um, I, I, yeah, mentally, I just don't think... I think Rory is a much stronger mental player than Jordan Speed. Jesus, this podcast has got to go a lot longer than I thought. Oh, I just can't have that. Absolutely no way. I think Speed's come back from far worse than McElroy. Speed's a man... Rory, yeah, Rory wouldn't let himself get that far down. Like, he's not... Rory is a naturally, yeah. like, so superior to Speed. Like, is untrue. I think Speed, even when he was winning, I, back, what... 2015, he won his two majors at 21, and I thought he had the one like one of the worst golf swings on oh, yeah. tour. He just put like God. Yeah, and but I, I consider that like just a mental attribute and like his grinding and scrambling. I really, I've just learned to love speed from like oh, I love him absolutely. As well. I think him. he's brilliant. He's a people's character. Yeah, he's a, that sort of rags to riches. He's come back from talking the brink. About yeah, and even talking about scar tissue, like he was asked, like talking about Porik and scar tissue and experience, like is speed is the goal now for you to lose your scar tissue? Yeah, and he eliminate said he needs it. it. Yeah, he was like, no, yeah, I like yeah. carrying this around. It's good to feel human because back before carrying a cross around in a show, yeah, like a martyr. Honest to God, but before, like the game came so easy to speed, and I, I feel like when things come easy to anyone, people just don't warm to them. They can't relate to them. Like, you like to struggle, and the like fact Brooks, that he's come back... Like Brooks Kafka. Oh, God. Brooks is a bloody... I don't know what to make him. I was listening to his um, his pre-press conference sh- All they were sure you doing was an MRI scan oh, after the thing. It was gosh. all held. And they asked him one one question he got asked about the golf. So, uh, what do you think of 17? How will you approach that? And his answer was just straightforward. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. And then they were, okay, let's get back to the hell yeah. stuff. So how's your knee? Tumbleweed. So how's your knee? And then he didn't even say, he just walks off the state like he's just, he he's comes across. He's the worst interviewee oh. on the planet. I'll never forget when we were in the media center of Portrush and he was like, wherever he was, top five in the leaderboard on a Saturday or whatever. And the announcement comes over. And Brooks Kepka is ready for interview in the press conference. Hands, a show of hands, who wants Brooks Kepka in the conference room? And like, not one hand went up. And then your man again was like, Brooks Kepka, and like, are you guys hearing I me? I think my microphone is broken. Yeah, literally. It's like, no, nobody wants to listen to Brooks just talk nonsense. He's really gone for that Tiger Woods, like, I want a major with a broken leg thing with this yeah. knee. And it's like, no, you're grand, Brooks. I actually think you're probably a bit heavy these days. Like, <laughs> lose a bit, take the pressure off the knee, job done. But yeah, speed. Um, do you I think just, he'll do it this week? Like, I, I, grand slam I think he just... has a great chance. Do I, you? Yeah, I. Well, like I don't see how he wouldn't have a great chance the way he's playing. I just um, don't think he's 
I don't think he's mentally strong enough to win this particular major at this moment in his career. And that, the only reason I'm and I'm basing a lot of that on just assumptions, but he, like Phil Mickelson is a great player, was a great player, and the amount of chances he had at the U.S. Open to actually complete the Grand Slam and couldn't get it done. Just that mental hurdle of knowing of that elite group and that sort of you're literally you know they put you into a pyramid with Toot and Camoon like you're up there with the <laughs> best of the best. Oh, I think it's destroyed Rory's Masters um, hopes like possibly ever like you put no, myself I, like, in a pedal I think that's a, such a big leap now. They need to just take a leaf out of like Lee Westwood's book. Lee Westwood's consequence I don't care anymore. But that's gained through like he's 48 or whatever like I don't buy that and then Wes would say that and and a major he'll never win one still mm. like I don't care but I'll still choke when it's back nine on Sunday the major speed one of the main reasons like I don't think it's got to the Rory stage with speed in the Grand Slam is because I think this is his first realistic chance to actually win him one like 2018 yeah you would have thought off the back of major but he didn't have a good golf game yeah. in 2018 this year he does like he w- I wouldn't have him as favourite like I, I still don't know why Dustin Johnson is so far down the betting. Um, because he's he's not. He doesn't seem physically. He's not in the best of shape. You know. Well, he was but doing still. backflips off that yacht, <laughs> no, yeah, and then he's yeah. withdrawn from the tournament the next week. Like he's like DJ strikes me as someone who could might decide. Actually, you know what? I, I might win this week, <laughs> and yeah, he just exactly. plays really well. Um, no, I think Speed's a good chance. Another good narrative though. Like lots of storylines this week. Um, and Mark yeah, Jordan's gonna be one of them. I. Like if it's in a ball strike in his course, Mark Howe is like thirty five to one. I think that's insane. Um, but yeah, he's a proper good player. There's so many you could literally go through the whole field and like you could make a case for fifty guys. Yeah, and get it easily. wrong. And yeah. like someone comes left field and 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 wait. like it's a even though I I I think this of all the majors is the one that. A lot, most people in the field can actually win. I wouldn't agree with this week that it's only the superstars. Um, yeah. I went there that Brooks Kepka mentality of you know I only have to beat five guys in the field. I think there's there's fifty or sixty guys this week that are primed, big time. As someone like a Cameron Smith could have a big week, like someone for a breakthrough as opposed to those top lads in the bet. Um, but that's what's so, so exciting about it for me. Like it, it's the unpredictability of it. So I definitely wouldn't fancy my chances as a tipster this week. No. You keep my money in my pocket, apart from the blind loyalty vets on Lowry as exactly. per. Lumping on Lowry. Yeah. Lumping on him. <laughs> Double handful. There you go. Take me money, Paddy Power. I hope so. I really do hope so. Um, did you listen to the interview actually yesterday with uh, Seth Waugh, the PGA of America? Yeah, um, the CEO guy. CEO. He was a former CEO of Deutsche Bank. I was trying to, because he kept talking about, like, I've been in that other world. And I was like, what other world? And I was like, ah, oh, you're a banker. Um, the murky world of, of of banking of dodgy banking. Yeah, no, he was good. Like, um, to be honest, they're normally the interviews that I'd be like skip, but um, he was asked a lot of interesting questions about Super League, about Ryder Cup, and he was very open and honest about everything. Um, regards the Super League stuff, like they have a pretty firm stance on it that the game of golf currently how the PGA Tour and European Tour are set up like that's golden it's a perfect ecosystem it rewards the players everyone should be happy it's the banker's mentality it's the banker's mentality yeah. and 
the global stock market is perfect. Exactly, yeah. Why would you look at cryptocurrency? Stop. <laughs> Everyone stop. has an agenda. Yeah, well. Um, crypto's on the way down anyway. Ah, the Elon Musk. Uh, Bitcoin's <laughs> down 5% in the last 24 hours. <laughs> but um, no, he said some money is better than other money, which is about as kind of blunt as anyone's going to really speak about Saudi-backed Super Leagues. Um, yeah, but they're taking the Saudi. This is the, like, it's so hypocritical. It is. So hypocritical. It is. Uh, like, like, we're happy with a bit of it, just don't take yeah, us over. Just don't <laughs> buy us all. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's so bad. I just, I don't, like, the most interesting listen I've had, and if you haven't listened to it and you've never listened, McKellar podcast is really good. And Lawrence Donegan had a really, really good chat with Chubby Chandler. Now, Chubby is probably one of the best connected guys in global golf from this side of the water. But, like, I could just listen to him all day. Now, a lot of the stuff was speculation he was going on about. But he just he joined the dots in a very business like manner and um threw a lot of light on some things that I definitely came away. It's one of the few lessons that I've had that you come away learning so much um about the politics behind golf and what is going on and you know the vested interest on the PGA Tour, what they're doing to stamp out these Super Golf leagues and Premier Golf League and stuff like that. Um, they're just literally trying to buy their own safety. Like it's it's literally. You know, looking for a lifeboat getting off the Titanic. The PJ Tour, yeah, are, and obviously European Tour by association are trying to protect their own product. But by the sounds of it, I didn't listen to that interview. You were saying before we got on air here that Chubby was basically, it, it's doomsday for golfing traditionalists by the sounds of it. Yeah, because he's saying, like, he was asked, now he's a betting man, he was asked if you were a betting man. Like, this thing is meant to launch in September 2022. How confident do you think it will? And he said, well, I think it's money on that it will happen. And he broke it down to the reasons of why he thinks it will happen. Um, and it's just pure money. Like, they're like you know, these guys are offering Phil Mickelson $150 million to sign for it. And he's basically saying he has had a chat with his players, the like a Matt Wallace and guys that Chubby manages, and saying, like, what's the number? These guys are going to ring over the next six months. So what, what's your number? What number will get your attention? Is it $20 million, $30 million, $40 million? And he broke it down and said that guys over 35, say, 36, that have had done stuff. So, like, your Stensons, your Justin Rose, even put Dustin Johnson and stuff in that category. Of If someone comes along and he said, I don't care how much money you have, and you're that age, you're not in the millennial bracket anymore, these young bombers coming down, and someone doubles your net worth overnight, you are going to listen to what they have to say. And he thinks a lot of them will jump. He said the anomaly, the anomaly will come with like Bryce and DeChambeau and mm. guys like that that will stick around and, and look to mop up some majors. But he, he thinks it'll all end up legal that like the PGA Tour and European Tour are now putting pressure on. So it's the, the world rankings decide who enters majors, not the PGA Tour and not the European Tour. So it's the world golf rankings. And they are now putting pressure on to say, you know, 54-hole competitions can't count. And, yeah. um, trying to discount these guys to try and use the world rankings as a stick to beat them with because I really don't think guys in their 40s that have their majors in the bank give two shits what Jay Monahan says about, oh, I'm going to threaten to throw you out of this when, yeah, you can throw me out, but I'm getting 40 million off these boys just for signing a contract. And I get to play 12 events a year for 4 million quid first prize a week. Like... It's money to these guys, and they're just going to look at it going, I've made my legacy stuff, I've done my history bit. Different for the younger guys, like, you know, the like of 
Rory, Rory. Uh, on the fence. Rory is not on the fence, but like from an age point of view, he's going to stick around and he's like the protector of the realm as well. He's putting himself yeah. forward as, you know. But um, but who's going to watch it? Like, that's it. Like, if the product in its initial stages is like we are feature group true ball is Hendrick Stenson like. yeah but if it's Hendrick Stenson Justin Rose and Mickelson I, I don't see who tunes into that and I know that like you'll make the argument that like they don't care like they have the money they'll just keep paying it and washing it and that, that's half, what's gonna happen if half of you know we call them championship players for one for putting it into context but yeah. if, like the whole Division championship two. yeah if the whole championship goes and signs for these guys, and you're only left with, you know, twenty or twenty say top top players left on PGA Tour. So you the middle ground disappears. You have the guys at the very top, the superstars, minus one or two that defect across this. You're gonna be left with a Premier Golf League anyway. Yeah, but a more legitimate one that's not backed by blood money from the Saudis. <laughs> like call a spade yeah, yeah, a spade. No, know, like it, lads are um, money's money. Like lads don't care. It's I know, washed. but they. They should care. Like I know, like I'm an, an idealist or whatever. Um, in that regard, but like if it's fair enough, they'll take it and they're gonna better their lives for it. If Henrik Stenson can get fifty million for going over, why wouldn't he? But like Henrik Stenson should care about the source of that money, and I would hope that if Henrik Stenson went over there, that people would see through it as a money grab, which Rory said it is, and then which it obviously is, and just wouldn't watch it, wouldn't support it. And if the Saudis are willing to just put up the money as if like it's TV money and just like just keep washing, washing, washing. We don't need people to actually tune in. We'll just pretend they are. Like that's for all well that's and good. But that's, not, the door. that's not sport and it's not a it's just not a anything of interest that I'd have. Like it, I, I just don't see it. And I actually said I don't think we're gonna do heroes and villains, but I was doing a bit of research on it. And of course Lee Westwood, you're talking about those has in that category, was asked about it and he's like for me, like he's nearly fifty, like it's a no brainer. Like why wouldn't I go over? Yeah. Someone's gonna give me fifty million quid. Absolutely. I'm going. But like w- like I don't know like that to me is a serious black mark against the man that is Lee Westwood. I wouldn't expect anything different from him. I've seen how he bets at Cheltenham and stuff. Like I know what he's like. But how do we know Rory isn't with us, you know? Where is the Well money Rory doesn't from? need the money. Like obviously. Everybody so, needs it though. Everyone like it's, it's, Jesus, it doesn't matter. No. No, 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 it doesn't matter how much you have made. If someone comes along and... Rory's now worth like 150 million. I know, yeah, but they could double it in the night. They could say, listen, Rory, how do you know he's not just knocking it, knocking it, knocking it, and then when it comes to final contract, like Rory gets 200 million quid I'll for I'll tell you what, contract. if you think Rory's dead to me now, if he ends up doing <laughs> that, good luck. I'll be out of this job as well. No, like It's it, going to happen, though. It is going to happen in some way, and I don't something think... Something will happen, but I just don't... It's going to be like the Legends Tour. Like Legends Tour 2.0 on roids. Like, uh, I just don't see how all these traditional tour stops are going to melt. Like, it's not that I feel sorry for Jay Monahan or Key Pelly. Like, far from it. They're all in it for their own interests as well. But this isn't the answer. Like, this is nasty. If this was coming from a place, if it, like, say, clean money or American money or like some business, like Michael Jordan was starting his business venture and he was doing, like, you'd probably get behind that. But it's just the whole background, too, is. Like, you can't ignore it. Like, it's horrible, horrible stuff. So anyone getting behind that, like, like seriously, has to Dead ask questions. You. Oh, Dead 100%. Like, I don't expect much. Like, golfers are golfers. Like, the person and the golfer are separate. And 
like obviously there's going to be good people and bad people but just because a lad plays good golf doesn't have my respect like I, i'll judge them on what they decide to do and that's kind of that's kind of it like i really hope that chubby chandler a man's got to have a wrong. code a man's got to have a code I, <laughs> go back to omar little in the wire but uh, even what chubby was going on about then about like next year we're going to see big changes with pga european tour like as far as he's concerned, we're going to be playing for like FedEx Cup points in the Rolex Series next year. That they're they're really coming that close together. They're starting to align the world. The global tour, maybe that like will be the proper solution to it, and we'll get to see some of these big US boys playing in Europe and playing. Oh, I know. It's like it's the same. Like you know, but it's, a less, it's the lesser of two evils. It's a, how is it? Like the, the the boat, the money, the money, yeah, the, the source of the, the money. It's of all yeah, about. There that. will be a Saudi event. One of the events already is pretty much on the European. Oh, I know tour. the Euro's flagship event. So <laughs> the it's the biggest event on the European tour. And the only reason the Americans, like the PGA Tour, are getting involved in Europe is so, like, in their own heads, oh, that's coming from the European wing of this company. It's nothing to do with us. Like yeah. it. It's so so. No matter what it's completely they do, hypocritical. no matter I what agree. they do, the money is coming from the same source. So like, this is where they're all going to have well, to sit in, in one that big term room. It is. They're going to have to sit in one big room and sort it all out themselves, and just allow the Saudis to sponsor a certain amount of events and get them involved as their friend because it's happening anyway. Oh, that I think that's a, a horrible image that you're after painting there. Like, but I know, but it 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 is. It's, it's happening the way with the world. one event, and like the ah, L- and the ladies European tour who are all about racing. plugging gender gaps and doing a horse racing F one. They're buying everything. Golf. I saw the wrestlers were over there and all. Yeah, like it, they it, don't need to be involved. That's Tyson Fury in your mind. They're going over. I know two there, stand-up so. citizens, Tyson yeah. Buddy Fury. Would you ever get <laughs> out of it? Like, there's no morals in that group of people. No, I think it's shocking. Like, if that's the way sports going, like the footballers were held accountable by their fans. If any of these golfers have fans, they should be held accountable by them. If they are the independent contractors that they are, I don't know why I'm in this line of work. Like, they'll just do what they want anyway. I w- wouldn't be happily report on that. There's no competition to it. They're winning before they tee up a ball. Like, it's just, it's tragic. It's anti-golf, it's anti-sports, it's anti-everything I stand for. Um, <laughs> How do we end up in a discussion like this? Talking yeah, about I PGA? was in a great mood at the start, know, talking yeah. about the golf, and now this is like, sure, what's the point? Next year, there'll be no majors. Just, you'll be paying for Saudi money. <laughs> That's it. Um, ugh. Did you see actually on a light note? On a light note, um, the whole did you? I'm not sure if you've seen Tony Fino's chat in the press conference yesterday. So, like, he was going on about, oh, yeah, like, um, no one. This is the thing that annoys me about some of these press conferences as well with players. Now, I know I'm guilty of sitting in things and not following up or answering things, but the line of questioning from some of the world's media in these things is shambolic. And no one follows up or questions. So, Tony Fino was going on about having the same mentality as Brooks Kapka. And, um, you know, that there's only four or five guys or ten guys that he thinks can beat him in a major week. And I was just thinking to myself, listen to this, like, I was pressing the button of, let me follow up, and then they won't call you on in the Zoom press conference. I just got like, no one seemed to ask Tony the Tiger. Like, do you not think Brooks is saying that from a position of he has won many of these majors? Every time you get yourself into contention you seem to just the tiger you just find the break not like the accelerator yeah, exactly yeah um and no one followed up with that and then someone asked him about uh what's the story with this week will you use your range finder or will you do this and he was like oh yeah yeah great yeah no and so like they were going no but like will you like will you pull it out say on 17 
will you pull it out during play just to check this or check that? And he's gone, why, why would I do that? And like, when he's gone, you're allowed to use them this week. And he was like, really? We we can use like range like during tournament play, and it was that. I just was like, as I'm sure, even like the PGA officials or stuff was like, my where have Jesus, you been, Tony? My God, <laughs> this lad, like it's your profession. And he said, I better go out and tell my caddy. And I'm you're just going like, what? What plan is the caddy on? What's he doing? Like, <laughs> like the other lads going around with bushnells all week, and Tony's caddy's going around with like a protractor and a, a meter stick. <laughs> You just got like lads, lads. So uh, like he couldn't get out of the press conference quick enough to go out and like buy a new bushnell or something. Yeah. I don't know what he was at. <laughs> Find me the bushnell guy quick. I need this. But like I think it will be um, like Lowry. I know Lowry said he's a traditionalist on this, and but he'll still pull he's it. He'll use it. Yeah, they all will. And I, I think, I think it will be a watershed week. I think we'll see them being used, and I think this will be extended into other tournaments. And I'm, I'm all for it. I think it will speed up play if guys are offline. That's what the determining factor with it is, yeah. like how it affects pace of play. I'm I don't really have a strong opinion on it whatsoever. I would have thought that it it would be a failed experiment. Um, it's just numbers. Yeah, that's all, and it's it's quickening things up from the fairway in. I would give them that, and I would take the green books away. No oh, question. Stop. Yeah, just green books are a nightmare. That's it. Like learn how to read a putt. You don't need a green book. Mm. As Larry said, like with the laser. Um, like it's not often that you're just measuring to a flag anyway. Like it's so you'll still be doing a bit of pacing out and this and that. As long as like they're not double job and, and slowing things down, then yeah, like it, there's no real issue with it. Be roaring over to other lads, like playing. You're in the roof. Here, what do you have in there? Yeah. <laughs> like what do you have? Middle and back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> asking your playing partner. I can tell you, but it's a two-stroke penalty. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how big of an impact that's gonna have this week, but it, it will be interesting to see it. I guess no harm. Golf moving on from the Stone Ages. Are you still as excited now about the PGA as you uh, are? Uh, kind of just, I think I'm more excited about the Alps Tour that's on this <laughs> week now instead. Uh, just some, some lads grinding for 600 quid over three days. Um, no, I am excited. I am looking forward to the golf. Um, particularly looking forward to seeing what Rory and Shane can do. Who else is playing week. actually? Round up away from the PGA. What's going on this week? So... Um, well, first and foremost, the ladies, um, Leona and Steph are back in action this week at the Pure Silk Open. They haven't played. There's been a bit of an agent swing that they um, weren't part of the last three weeks. So I think Leona's been home. She signed up with Castus, yep. the screen, screen technology coating protector company, an Irish company deepening yep. her uh, connection to home, which is kind of always Leona's remit when it comes to sponsors. So that was a good story. Um, but yeah, the the two of them were in good form before their rest, so I'm sure they put in a heap of work, and we'll see how they go. And Steph's got her US Open qualification since the last yeah, time we did actually, this, so it's good. No, that was brilliant. Um, yeah, pretty exciting for her, and she obviously has course form at US Open. She was third on debut with Tory Pines back in 2014, so yeah, happy hunting ground. She's a big week player for sure. Um, but yeah, away from the girls, the lads in the it's actually two um tournaments started today: Alps Tour in Egypt, Johnny Yates, Simon Bryan, David Carey was two under through six before getting on here, and the Challenge Tours in Sweden. Um, James Sugaru, who debuted last week, missed the cut after a good start. Connor Purcell had a top twenty. He's playing again. He actually looked. Fresh last week, Connor personally he looked. Mm. He was doing serious damage and just had one bad round or whatever. 
Yeah, um, but he his game with no game time yeah. at all. So yeah, really really positive. Won our Irish golfer shootout last year, the inaugural one. Another plug, another plug, 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 plug. Tom McKibben, um, teeing up again this week. Plenty of starts for Tom out the gate. Gab Moynihan there, Michael Howey again, and Robin Dawson, who's having a bit of a nightmare so far today, but he's there as well. Um, and shout out to Ricky Fowler actually as well, getting an invite to play the PGA. I thought that was nice. Or Ricky, I think it's the time. Not only did he get an invite, but the PGA Tour again have him in the featured groups. It'd be nice, like if they Shock. started to incentivize him to actually play good golf again. Ricky, Ricky's biggest thing now is Ricky's biggest goal now. I'm going to win the Player Impact Fund. Ah, I'm gonna, there's well, forty Ricky million will be there in Saudi wearing a bloody <laughs> turban or whatever they are. There's forty million there up for grabs. He's Phil Mickelson in his ear again. <laughs> going, hey, Ricky, you know, there's forty million quid there. You can get involved in this. I got so this. Just do your own social media. Send out a rake of tweets on the course. <laughs> Ricky's all for. Well, I've no chance of making a cut, so I'll just send fifty he, tweets and shocking. make. He's just become a sideshow of himself. Like it's bad. Like obviously he's a great um, life so he's like the All PGA powers, Tours you know. Matteo Manassaro now he won't, he won't have a chance at the Alps Tour yeah there you go oh, Matteo's been close now a couple of times this year hopefully he comes back the Italian stallion <laughs> um, but yeah that's kind of it I don't think there's anything else on of note if there is I apologise in advance <laughs> but there you go no I think that's it Like, there's no heroes and villains this week is there? It's a major week. Are we going to do any heroes and villains? We can. No, if I we're ever we, stuck for a villain, we can always just Gary Player and his young fella. Oh yeah, sure. I'm sure they've done something this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think you you touched on a few villains with the whole Chubby Chandler thing. I can't get back into that now. Still wiping the tears from my eyes. Hopefully, Rory's a hero after the week, or Shane, one or the other. It'd be great to see Irish eyes smiling. And you're off. Bit of golf now. You're heading off now this evening. Yeah, playing two of our um, highly ranked top 100 courses, County Sligo tomorrow and Enniscrone the next day. Looks like getting proper West of Ireland weather for it as well, but that would be great. So yeah, get golf during the day and then go home, watch the golf at night. That's the job now. Thanks for giving me this opportunity, Irish Golf Magazine. <laughs> A bag of cans now. You'd be like Gav at the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. I'll be filling A few craft beers. I'd say Gav would be on the Carlsbergs. Right. That's it, I suppose, yeah. No heroes and villains. We leave it at that. Hopefully we get uh, Shane and Rory producing something. There's no reason why they shouldn't. Yeah. God, if Rory misses the cut now, it's going to be an interesting pod next week. But I hope it's going to be a, a <laughs> you winner's You have your pod. I told you so moment. Nah, I, told I, you I definitely, ready. I will take no joy in such things. No joy. Statistically, you have taken joy. <laughs> right. <laughs> We leave it at that. Anyway, um, as always, if you want to reach out to us on all of our social channels at Irish Golfer Mag on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta, don't forget to download our app. Um, we actually have the Irish Golfer event series kicking off next week as well in Palmerstown. Uh, Palmerstown on the 28th and the 30th, we are in Carton House in the Monty. There is very few spots left. There's like two or three spots in each group. So if you want to Log on there onto our BRS. Just go to irishgolfer.e, look at the event section, and we've our own BRS there. You can log in and book it. It's 50 euros for members, 60 for guests, and uh, we've about 5,000 quid worth of prizes. So, uh, yeah, if you want to get involved, that we'll see you out there. And until next week, cheers for tuning in. Bye.